Welcome to the Women Who Code podcast. At the end of the day, it's not about failing, it's about learning, and maybe you don't have all the answers. I can assure you, no one has all the answers, right? So we're all learning. I, I don't have all the answers, but you know what? I know that I can figure it out. It's time for Women Who Code Conversations, a segment to hear from top technology professionals sitting down with a Women Who Code member to discuss real-world experiences in the industry, what they've learned over the course of their career, and what they think is coming next for tech. Today we have Velia Carboni, Executive Vice President at VFC. So yeah, I joined VFC about two and a half years ago. Uh, came in as the Chief Digital and Technology Officer. So overseeing everything from our commerce to in-store, to infrastructure, cloud, security. Uh, I, I pretty much run the gamut. Desktop support. So suffice to say, I have a very, very busy, busy job, uh, especially this time of year, super busy for us. But uh, VF is a portfolio company. So we are, you know, some big brands that we own are the North Face, Vans, Timberland, Dickies, Kipling, um, you know, Eastpac, Napa Perry, and I could go on and on, but a really big, complex global company. Uh, and we, my team basically services the technology needs and digital needs of all those brands. So really exciting job and exciting that to be. Sounds awesome. And yeah. so much uh, goodness entailed in there. Can you share a little bit about how you got to your journey to, to this current role? Um, a little bit about what that looked like. Yeah, so like sharing with you the other day. So I am definitely not a linear learner or doer in life. Um, actually, I started in finance years ago. Spent about 24 years in the financial services industry. Uh, my background was finance. Um, and then fell upon a role in our technology organization through a, like a financial exercise. And I was saying the other day, I found my passion in life. I fell in love with technology and I and never looked back. I have so much respect for my colleagues in, in finance, um, but I learned for me, uh, I'm just a very passionate and curious person with a lot of energy and I just needed something different. So I kind of came about it in a roundabout way and stayed in technology, then moved my way into more the digital side of the house. And um, yeah, and then fast forward, here I am today. Uh, really excited to be where I am today. That's awesome. I love um, hearing folks' different journeys and how there's so many different avenues to get into this amazing space. Um, but I, I think the one thing that always resonates with everyone is that they stumbled into it or they started programming and they fell in love, right? Exactly. <laughs> they um, exactly. just were attracted to the, the different aspects of the technology industry. It's, it's definitely fun and exciting. So you mentioned this digital transformation, um, being the chief digital technology officer. What does a digital transformation entail? What does that look like for VFC? A lot of hours. Uh, no. uh, a lot of work. You know, it, it's interesting. So when I joined VF Corp, we were already on a digital transformation uh, journey. And I think what's happened, and especially if you fast forward to COVID, it really has accelerated. We, we watch our consumers, we watch the way that they engage, and it's just been you know, very transformative at a velocity that I don't think any of us anticipated. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of that is just working with the different brands to understand their different consumer needs, because every brand's a little bit different. What's common is you start to see a lot of commonality in what the consumers are doing to engage with the brands. 
So my job is really to help serve the brands with the capabilities they need to be able to engage with their end consumer. So it's really exciting. But I would say one thing that I, I talk a lot about even at VF, it's not just about the technology. Transformation is based on a lot of things. And, and technology, and I don't want to say this because sometimes I feel like maybe it's not a good way to talk about it, but the technology aspect is almost the easiest part. Uh, I think mm -hmm. the, the, the harder changes are the people and process that have to change along with that. And then encompassing all of that is really culture. You need energy. Um, you know, we had a, a consulting company that came in and it talked a lot about, you just need, you need to get a group of individuals that really become your champions of this change and, and really affect the way we live, eat and breathe, uh, the changes we need to make and having that impact, that, that forces transformation more than anything else. So, you know, I pride myself, we've done a lot of that within our technology organization. You know, we're obviously, I'm a very high energy person, but really of empowering our associates and, you know, it's a fail safe environment. Like we're going to try things. We're not going to succeed all the time. And you just got to have that mindset of learning and curiosity and passion to kind of push the envelope in many, in many ways. So it's, it's interesting, but I think I'd come back to people process and technology is really what drives transformation. That's amazing. And I've heard from your, um, co-workers and peers that you joining in this digital transformation has had a really large impact on the culture shift in adopting that digital transformation. Are there any, you know, concrete things that you're doing to encourage that culture adoption? Um, maybe focusing on the way you collaborate or um, I think you talked about a little bit about more focus on product management. Yes. Yeah. So a couple things. So the scientific side, we've instituted a product management framework mm -hmm. in order to really help us understand the capabilities and the opportunities we want to go solve for. And then how do you build your roadmaps? How do you retire out old technology? But it kind of runs the gamut of really building out a multi-year plan around the capabilities that we need to build in order to solve for a business need. I think the other part of it is really empowering your leaders. I'm a big people leader. I love the people that work within my organization and the heart and soul that they pour into their work. But it, a lot of that comes back to empowering those leaders. And I think product management allows us to do that. You almost become like a mini CEO of that capability. Mm -hmm. And you're, you own the financial budget. You own the capabilities. You own the delivery. You own the support. So you really own the end to end. And I think that empowerment of our leaders has been tremendous. And yeah, we, we are acquiring a lot of talent, uh, you know, as time goes on. So if anyone's looking for employment, please reach out. We are absolutely hiring. But I think the other beautiful thing that we were able to do is, you know, we're, you know, a company with 120 years of, you know, history. And we had a, a lot of amazing associates that were already part of VF. And I think they just needed that re-energizing to really get excited about these new opportunities. And it's been amazing to watch the collaboration between the new and the existing employees come together mm. and unify. You know, I think I mentioned to you the other day, I sat on a stand-up call. We're in the height of our busiest time of the year. And uh, so mission critical that systems work. And, you know, to listen to 20 different teams come together, you know, the collaboration, which I really foster, because I believe if you're not a collaborative team and you can't have open dialogue, then you know, someone's going to drop the ball and you don't feel like you're part of it. But to watch them just, the handoffs and everyone kind of going through their respective areas and, and, and one raising the hand to say, hey, how could I help you on that? I think that's about, teamwork is really, really important. And mm -hmm. for me, that's probably my, one of the biggest qualities I try to drive is, is collaboration, teamwork. And obviously, I really like people that are passionate and curious 
because I think that takes us to the next level. That's great. The number one thing that we can walk away from is implementing teamwork and that collaboration and cohesiveness amongst our teams. Now, to circle back a little bit, for folks who are new to this space, how is product management different from what you were doing before? So I would say we had, like most uh, companies, we had a mix of the way we organized work. And it's less about agile versus waterfall, but it's more about the way you empower your leaders and you really run that visioning. So starting with that opportunity statement, all the way down to when you build the detailed stories of how the work's actually gonna get done to that support structure once you launch. And I think what product management did for us is it just forced a lot more of that discipline, but I also think it breeds more creativity because you allow your people to start at that higher level and then build down into the details. I think historically we were very project focused. The problem with project focus, it does work for very large enterprise programs that you have to run. Sometimes that just takes a bit, it's a little bit more black and white and it's a much more traditional kind of implementation. But I think, especially in the digital space, I think what this has done is it brings you closer to that consumer because the consumer's at the core of all things that we do. And it brings that brand voice that represents the consumer into that product management kind of scrum team, as we call it. And it really forces us to understand what is the business opportunity or the pain points that we're trying to solve for. Mm. And it's through that dialogue that you start to use, you know, um, CX and UX practices to really tease out um, what is it we're trying to fix or create or, you know, invent, depending on what we're doing. And it's been really fascinating. So I think that mindset shift from just projects uh, to this product management, it really, it also puts technology in a very different place. You know, transparently, I think sometimes historically, this is many years ago, I think technology would sometimes get the uh, backseat and just be a service provider. And you fast forward to today, I mean, we can't live in our business without, you know, digital and technology. I mean, we are the strategic enabler to a lot of things. So it's, it's been amazing to watch the shift over the years. Definitely. It makes all of us, uh, all of our yes. roles very important and at the center of uh, most yes. of the organizations we're a part of. Yeah, um, I tell Mr. Rendell, our CEO, I'm like, we're at the center of the universe for everyone. <laughs> I like that. The so, world revolves around us, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I love that Laudry commented, I want to work on that team. That's definitely something that resonates with me, being a part of a team that's really collaborative and um, embracing this digital transformation. Are there other aspects that you find important about culture overall? And um, can you talk a little bit about the culture at VFC? Yeah, yeah. So I will say, um, I'll start with the culture at VFC. I think VF, uh, when I joined, and I I left a 24-year career. So this was a big change for me. Uh, Scary in many ways, um, but invigorating in so many positive ways. Uh, Super collaborative. You know, we tend to have less of the politics. Uh, People want to help out. Hmm. You know, I think you take someone like me, city girl from Northeast, I have a lot of energy. So I also had to learn how to come into a company and maybe adjust a little bit in style. And I do a lot of listening. I, I, I had the luxury my first few months of being able to travel the globe and really get to meet amazing individuals, which helped me also be able to assess the situation, what we needed to tweak and and again, kind of start to change the way that our organization was viewed internally. We are a strategic enabler of most of our business. And I think for me, it was getting people to have the confidence 
to sit at the big boys table, right? And I shouldn't say big boys table, the big people table. Um, <laughs> and that was really, really important uh, for me uh, just to ch change that mindset and really evolve that mindset um, as to what we brought to the table. You know, one of the other areas that I'm very passionate about is diversity. I am a big believer that you have to have diversity of thought. It could be <laughs> race, it could be gender, it could be anything that you want it to be, different walks of life. I came from finance, I didn't come from a coding background. But what I love is when you walk into a room and not everyone looks the same or feels the same or talks the same, I think you just get richer, richer content coming out of that and the ideas that you generate. I don't know, it's just, it's more invigorating. It, it's more creative. And I think it pushes the envelope a lot more than um, if everyone, if everyone was a coder and everyone was of the same race and gender, like it would be very boring, quite frankly. So I think for me, I, it's something that we're really pushing and we're evolving a lot as an organization in general. We just got another great award, um, you know, for top women and uh, executives in the company. So we are, we're changing our 120 year legacy is evolving. And like all companies, is there more we can do? Absolutely. But women who code, uh, we're joining a few other organizations. We're going to do a lot more outreach. You know, I, I've said, you know, the first couple of years for me was really stabilizing and getting an amazing team of individuals who I'm so proud of. If any of them are watching, like they are my, they are my energy, my rock. And now it's about how do we continue to evolve as an organization? So that, that's going to be a big part of my focus on a go forward basis. That's amazing. I definitely always tell folks on my team, especially when they're newer, is that don't quiet your voice just because you think you're new. A lot of times that person who's like, can you explain to me why we are doing it this way? Or, yeah, yeah. you know, I saw this somewhere else or I've, you know, brought this past experience to the table yeah. is a light bulb and it just makes yeah. that solution that Absolutely. much better. So I, I definitely agree to the importance of diversity. Um, are there any key elements that you do or BFC does to increase diversity on all of the facets that we were talking about, right? Not just yeah. gender, um, background. Yep. Yeah, so we're doing a lot more, you know, obviously, we've got a chief diversity officer in house, and there's a lot of outreach. I tend to also believe in a lot more organic approaches too. as an individual, I do a lot of mentoring, maybe it's not through formal channels, but I tend to over index on, on the reach out, especially for folks in the team and outside my organization. And sometimes, you know, I think I was saying the virtuals worked great, like we, we haven't missed a beat. But the one thing I miss is those hallway conversations, you run into someone, could ask how things are going a little bit differently. Now we do it through a text message or an email. But I think as a company, I, I can assure you that Steve, our, our CEO, is 1,000% committed to further evolving the organization. You know, I'm also a female executive sitting on the senior team. There's a few of us sitting on that team. And I think that really starts to change uh, okay. the mindset. But as an organization for the digital technology group, which I run, yes, we are absolutely going to leverage some of these organizations, we want to do way more internships than we've done historically. And in, in our Greensboro community, you know, outreach to some of the local colleges where there is more diversity in, in the system. So there's a lot more we can do. And I am going to be very open and admit, uh, you know, I don't think we're there yet. I think we've got a long way to go. Um, I also want to do that in a way that I don't want others to feel not included. So I'm a big person on inclusivity. So it's going to be encompassing of everyone because you don't want to sacrifice one for the other. For me, right. there's plenty of opportunities. And as we hire, our lens is going to be towards a lot more diversity in that pipeline, um, just to kind of balance out the organization. And I think a lot of colleagues that I talk to in other companies, we're all in that same boat. So 
think there's a lot of energy. This is the right time. And there are no more excuses. Like we just have to do it now. So. Right. Is there anything that excites you about the changes that are coming right I'm now? Excited. Yeah, I'm excited about everything. I mean, I, I think watching some of the folks on my team grow uh, in the two and a half years I've been there has been one of the biggest joys I get as a leader, uh, just watching people grow and I tend to throw people into things that they think they can't do, and I give them a lot of rope. And you know what? We're going to learn, but you don't learn unless you make mistakes. So I'm a big right. believer you have to make mistakes to learn. Really proud about that and excited about that. I think the work we're embarking on right now, I mean, there's so much exciting work happening in the digital space, the data space, you know, the analytics, the data science, the AI, all of that. Like, that's a huge area of focus for us as well. And then also a lot of the work we're doing to move to cloud and, you know, companies with our legacy, we're, we do have more traditional infrastructure in-house. And now we're making a lot of those migrations. So I think it runs the gamut. It's the people I love to watch grow. And I'm always looking for that person to replace me. And that's not a bad thing. That's what we should be doing. Grow the bench and, and look for someone that could take over. And then the whole technology side, you know, VF just made tremendous investments in this digital technology, which they've been doing for years. But this year was a really big big year for us. And even as we look into next year, it's going to be even bigger. So a lot to do. And I have to keep my energy level very high because we got a lot to deliver. Next year is a big delivery year for us. So excited about that. As someone who's been through digital transformation, I can resonate with that excitement. Any opportunity to come in with a company and, you know, try and transform that legacy technology and figure yeah. out how you work with it, right? Because you can't just throw it all away. Absolutely. <laughs> it's a working, yeah. running, breathing yeah. system. Yeah. And figuring out how do you architect around that and bring in these new um, patterns is super exciting, um, I think, for everyone in that organization. And the one thing I really liked that you just called out is providing opportunities that you don't necessarily think your team members will be successful in right away, right? And I think for folks listening, um, to flip that, and can you take yourself uh, an opportunity that you might not be really ready for. Can you stretch yourself a little bit further? Because yeah. there's definitely a lot of growth when you are uncomfortable yeah. <laughs> as someone who uh, tends to shy away from discomfort, but you know recognizes every now and then you got to get out of your shell, and um, it allows for the quickest, hopefully most impactful growth. Yeah, and I would say I think especially as women, sometimes I, I think we tend to have a little bit more of that tendency. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, it's not about failing, it's about learning and maybe you don't have all the answers. I can assure you, no one has all the answers, right? So we're all learning. I don't have all the answers, but you know what? I know that I can figure it out. As long as you build good teams, you figure it out. And maybe it won't be perfect day one, but by day 10, we'll be fine and we're ready to go. And I, I think you just got to keep that open mindset of no one's perfect. And um, if you're interested in something, I always say, just go for it. Like, what's the worst that happened? Maybe you don't get it. Maybe you get it. It takes you a little bit longer. But unless you stretch yourself, I think you don't grow as an individual. I've always gone, no, why not? Let's just try it. And it's worked out so far. Exactly. Um, it's definitely also important to have a leader like yourself who, you know, believes in the imperfections amongst people and the uh, our ability to grow. Final question for uh, our session today, though, I would prefer that it didn't end because I get a million and one questions and I think the audience is equally as engaged. Um, but is there one thing that you would like to leave with our Women Who Code community? I would just say believe in yourself. Uh, push yourself as hard as you can. And the one other thing that I will say as a working mom that I think we don't talk enough about and uh, 
society for those of you that are you know working and want a career and want a family you know don't think of everything as linear you know when i wanted to have a family i i did take a step back in my career at that point because things didn't go as planned and it took me a lot longer and it was a very stressful point in time and i did take a step back in my career and be able, forgive yourself if that's what you want to do it's okay to do that like you have your whole life to have an amazing career and it doesn't have to happen right in that moment and I think sometimes we put too much pressure on ourselves, but I think I'm living proof that I did do that. And then I jumped back in at the right point in my life when it made sense. And I've had an amazing career since. And I, I do find ways to do what I need to do for, for my family and for myself. And I, I think the one thing I have to work on a lot more is more time for myself of exercising, because as I mentioned, I don't love it, but it's important for your health and all of that. But Again, don't beat yourself up. Nothing has to be linear in life. Let things play out as they, as they, as they do, and, but just have confidence in yourself. Everything's gonna work out in the long run, even if it doesn't follow a normal path. And I don't even know what normal means, but people use that a lot. Throw that out the window. So. <laughs> Words to live by, I love that. <laughs> Nothing is linear and throw it out the window. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Valia. Uh, again, I knew this, set, this conversation was going to be super informative and inspirational. Um, hopefully, all of you all listening in enjoyed our conversation as much as I did. Thank you again for the opportunity. It was really nice to be here with you. Thank you for listening to the Women Who Code podcast. To find out more about our mission and the work we do across the tech industry, visit our website, womenwhocode.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Women Who Code. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel with hundreds of hours of free educational videos. Just go to youtube.com backslash women who code. Thanks again for listening. And remember to subscribe, rate and comment.